Welcome to the Get Healthier Podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rattling, talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode. Today, we are going to talk about cancer and how to heal from cancer. And I have with us a very exciting, very knowledgeable, probably the most knowledgeable doctor on cancer healing and cancer treatment in the world, Dr. Lee Erin Keneally. She's been practicing medicine for 30 years. And in fact, She's the founder and medical director of the Center for New Medicine and the Cancer Center for Healing in Irvine, California. Her work's been published in many scientific publications. She has an amazing newsletter that I've actually been reading, Newport Natural Health. And what's exciting is that at the Cancer Center for Healing, Dr. Lee Keneally offers a groundbreaking, integrative approach to treating and preventing cancer. In fact, there's a great quote from J.J. Virgin, who's, of course, the... New York Times bestselling author of The Virgin Diet, being diagnosed with cancer never needs to become a death sentence. And this is specifically referring to the fabulous book, The Cancer Revolution, a groundbreaking program to reverse and prevent cancer that Dr. Lierin Keneally has penned. I am so delighted to have you with us today. Welcome. Well, thank you, Rena. It's great to be here again today. So today's episode, we are just chatting about how to treat cancer. We did another podcast interview where we talked about how to prevent. So if you've not been diagnosed, please check out the podcast on how to prevent cancer. This one's for those who've been diagnosed with cancer and how you can heal, reverse, and get your health back. Now, Maria Menunez and John McCain have been in the news because they've been diagnosed with cancer. And all of our hearts go out to them. These are two famous people, and it only proves what we know, that cancer leaves no one alone, that it impacts everyone. The statistics are really disheartening. Dr. Keneally, what hope do John McCain and Maria Menounias have in terms of cancer? Well, as one of my... Uh, patients, uh, she wrote a book called It's All About the Journey. And it's all about the journey for all of us. And we have to welcome our journey because illness can be a gift mm-hmm. to become awakened, to become enlightened, to do a self-study, to do self-revelation, to get reconnected or connected and stay connected with your family and loved ones. And it can open up a whole new world of education and empowerment for each and every single person. So true. And that's what I and that's what I see. Because if there are no there are no problems, there are no solutions and there's no new solutions and there's no new discoveries. So these problems that we have should all make us ponder what is really really going on because the bottom line is We're all in this together. Just like you said, no one is exempt. It doesn't matter who you are. We're all have the same predispositions. And because we know one out of two men have cancer and 41% of females. 
So we know we're not exempt. It doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, famous, uh, young, old. It doesn't matter anymore. But what we all need to do is we need to make everyone aware of what is really gone going on. And that's what these podcasts are so phenomenal about teaching and educating and empowering people how to change their life and to live a better life and hopefully learn this stuff and be a blessing to someone else. Oh, absolutely. Your book talks about the six revolutionary strategies for cancer. And I love how you lay them out. Let food be your medicine, remove toxins, harness supplements, get moving, reduce stress, and strengthen your immune system. We'd love to chat with each of these. So as John McCain or Maria are looking at their days, uh, you have some really good insights on how to what I call lifestyle redesign so you can leave, so they can lead a cancer-free life. Let's start with food be your medicine. What right. do you mean well, by first, that? What would you recommend? Yeah. Well, Hippocrates, uh, who was the father of medicine, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Correct? Yes. So we we have to use all the medicinal facets of food. And I tell people the science of food is unbelievable. And that's why we always have our patients see our nutritionists. And because some people think they know what they're doing and they think they have an understanding. But once they meet with our nutritionist and she really dissects everything with everyone and there's no two people alike, then she you get a better, better, clear understanding why you're doing what you're doing and what you're going to do. And the creative aspect of food. If anyone's been to the Natural Products Expo, which is an amazing exposition of all the new foods that are being created, well, this is just absolutely beautiful what's going on in food and what's available. And what we've had, unfortunately, available for us a long time is basically dead, lifeless, energyless food. Mm. And so if we want to be energetic, vital beings, we need to eat foods that give us energy. We need to get foods that are live. We need to get foods that have outrageous, abundant nutrients. And so people need to understand the science of food and what they should do. Now, unfortunately, um, I know that people don't know, really don't know about food. But once they realize and start studying what foods they should be eating if they were diagnosed with cancer, but we want to first thing is we don't want patients to panic. Mm -hmm. We patients, once they've been diagnosed, it's very scary. It is. It's very very fearful. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's very fearful. But they need to partner with a great team of people, their conventional oncologist who can give them the solutions of whether they need surgery or chemo. Then they got to say, okay, I know what I eat. Every single person knows that what they eat affects them. But unfortunately, people think they can get away with eating cereal for breakfast and Dorito chips and uh, a sandwich for lunch mm. and a cookie in the afternoon and uh, spaghetti for dinner. 
Well, unfortunately, um, that's probably or Jack in the Box or McDonald's or you know other fast the food sad places. diet, right? The standard yeah. American diet. Yeah, standard American diet. But so people think that. But what I have found in the last five years, the beautiful news here is the last five years, I've asked every single one of my patients, so what have you changed since you've been diagnosed? And 100%, 100% without fail, has said how they eat. Hmm. So that means unconsciously, subconsciously, instinctively, and intuitively, patients know that they were lawless with hmm. what they were eating and what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Correct? Absolutely. Because everyone knows, Absolutely. everyone knows a donut is not healthy for you. <laughs> everyone right. knows chocolate chip cookies are not going to make a good sell. People know that eating fried, crispy fried food is not going to make a good sell. Everyone really, really knows that. But we all break the rules every day. Unless you learn about the science of food, mm-hmm. we all break the rules every day, expecting a different result. It's funny though that people, when they drive their car, they don't run stop signs. That's right. Now, I don't understand why they're they're more lawful with their driving than their body of health. It's a great question, by the way. I myself am guilty of this, right? I led a what I thought was a healthy life, and yet I did get cancer at 35. And then in hindsight, once I learned the hard way that, oh, a sandwich was actually not a healthy lunch, even though I thought it was. I thought I was having an organic sandwich, and that was a very healthy lunch. Um, I was having a nice pasta with chicken for dinner, and I thought that was very healthy. And it didn't occur to me that actually that was not the case. So long story short, I would say to you, there is misunderstanding of what healthy food looks like and what a healthy meal looks like. Like we, we know what healthy food is, but I don't think we know what a healthy meal looks like and how much That's true. fresh vegetables and fruits must be in it. So talk a little bit about that meal planning. Right. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I agree, even though. It's not complicated, but I do agree with that people, um, you know, don't understand. Like like today, I had a patient who has, um, you know, who has uh, liver cancer. Now, he mm-hmm. has hepatitis C for 30 years. Then he used Harvoni, which was the treatment for the hepatitis C. He finished the Harvoni, the... The hepatitis was gone, and mm-hmm. then it, then after he finished, he gets diagnosed with liver cancer. Oh, gosh. Yes. So uh, there's a possibility of a cause of Harvoni stimulating this liver cancer. We don't know because Harvoni is brand new. And then did he really eradicate the virus? So now he's dealing with liver cancer and, you know, unfortunately... It's it's the perfect storm, I believe, for patients. So anyway, he's a little more complicated. But he today, so I said, well, what are you eating for breakfast? And he said, a yogurt and an, an apple. And I said, 
Well, in yogurt, there's a ton of sugar and carbs. I said, that's not really a good choice unless it's purely organic, no added sugar, and you understand the combination of your fats and carbohydrates, etc. And so what would be better ideal would be three eggs with an entire avocado and the eggs cooked in coconut oil or butter or olive oil. And that that would be, he goes, okay, great. I got that down. And then I, then I went over lunch and dinner. So the key thing is people need to avoid the obvious things. The obvious rules are no sugar. And you talked about it. You read Newport Natural Health. That was the thing I talked about this week Mm -hmm. is sugar is deadly in one hour. So just go read my, go read my great article. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great article. Okay. So just everybody needs to read that article and then they will understand. I'm not going to say that you don't break the rules here and there. But I tell people, if you do something bad, you've got to counter it with the good. Yes. Correct? Absolutely. You can't just do bad, bad, bad and expect your body to take care of itself because it's not going to work. So you got to do, you know, my rule is 85% good, 85 to 90%. I always use the analogy of the driving and the stop sign. How many times a day do you run stop signs? That's not a really very good analogy. often. That's right. But not very frequently. Why? Because you might get a ticket. You may kill somebody. You may kill yourself. You may be in a major accident, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So you follow those laws. But people don't have the same rules and understanding of the human body because they didn't have to study a handbook. Now, everybody did study some of the parts of the human body, but they forgot it all. And they didn't have to take a test to understand what your stomach does, your liver does, your heart does, everything, what it does for you and what it was required to do every day. So everybody would have a very different understanding if they had to take a course and understanding and know the rules and answer the questions and have really a live interview with someone who truly knows about the body. And people don't understand how complex the body is. And every day it becomes infinitely more complex because we discover more and more and more and more. And I tell people health is a skill. Health is a process. So you're not going to learn this overnight. You're going to be overwhelmed when you start learning. But I tell people, you start with one thing and you master that. And then the next month you take on another thing. But you've got to have like a health coach. You've got to have a nutritionist. You've got to partner with a doctor who practices conventional with integrative medicine, which is the new allopathic functional medicine. Mm-hmm. You must do that because if you're just going to a regular doctor and all they're going to do is give you medicine and not check your nutrition, you are losing. You are not going to win. So true. So we know how to we know how to test the nutritional status of every single person. Insurance companies pay for the test. So there's no excuse for you not to have it because if you don't have proper nutrition, the Krebs cycle of energy, K-R-E-B-S, named after Dr. Krebs, who invented the cycle of energy in your body. When you eat proteins, fats, and carbohydrates and or take vitamins, it will tell me what you're missing and you're not missing. It is very scientifically proven. It's not like guessing. I don't guess. Hmm. 
I have the paperwork. It shows me what what you need, what you don't need, and there's no one like you. You can't compare yourself to your friend. Your That's friend right. isn't like you That's in right. any form or fashion. Don't compare yourself to anyone because, for example, this particular test checks your glutathione. Your glutathione is your master antioxidant. You and I make it every day. Why do we make it to squash all the chemicals that we're exposed to every single day in our shower and our toothpaste and our food and our water, etc.? But if you're not a good producer of it for whatever reason, maybe your mom and dad didn't give you good cells to make glutathione and you need help in making glutathione, then you've got to take a supplement because then you're going to be at increased risk of all diseases, cancer and Alzheimer's and neurological diseases. Mm. So we have the availability, but doctors didn't know this 30 years ago. That's right. So the doctor of 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago, he doesn't know this information because that's not what they taught in medical school because that information wasn't available. So me as a physician, I have to go and go to courses. I was just in Dallas. I'm in a course. Every month I'm at a course to figure Mm. out how to master the human mind and body, the system. It is infinitely complex. It is. And it's not something we teach you in one day. Absolutely. You said something very interesting, which made me start thinking about consequences. So the reason we don't run stoplights every single day and break laws and rules every single day and do it on an exception basis is because we know that there's consequences. There could be a cop hiding because we've all gotten that hiding cop chase us down and give us a ticket and those tickets are expensive. And so we know for a fact that there's an immediate consequence and sometimes it's, it hurts the pocketbook. Pocketbook. (laughs) Right. And then sometimes they throw you in jail. Like if you're going to drink and drive, I've had friends who've been tossed in jail for that. So, you know, the consequences are really severe. And so you, think multiple times because that's just how our brain is structured, right? It's structured to avoid the harmful, the negative. But with the food, I think the problem with this, because I've I've been there, I've done this where I had a brownie yesterday and I knew I shouldn't be eating it, but there it was calling me looking gorgeous and I had to eat it. And of course I had only two days prior to that read your article on sugar So despite my history and despite knowing everything and despite being pretty committed to health, I gave in and had that brownie. To your point, I think because there aren't consequences, there are are long-term consequences. there are consequences, but you ignore them and you you drink a Red Bull or iced tea or caffeine to overcome. Yes. And you ignore ignore the symptoms of your body because your body is talking to you 24-7. You ignore them. And then when you go to a doctor, they don't know how to analyze. They just go, like a patient told me yesterday, I went to an endocrinologist about pain in my arms and Mm -hmm. he told me I needed an anti-anxiety drug. So... (laughs) That she goes, now, how did that work? And she goes, I knew this person personally. So whereas me, I would have been the first thing I always want to know is how does someone eat? Well, one of the things I want to know is how does someone eat? Okay, right. Because what you're putting in your body, for example, I will tell you, I had a little girl come in and this happens a lot, 20 years old. 
achy all over her body. Well, I'm 20 year olds not supposed to be achy all over your body. You haven't lived long enough to be achy all over your body. So true. Achy, headaches, all these nebulous symptoms. So the first thing I do is check her blood, her chemistry, which is includes to make sure she's not anemic, to make sure she her liver's fine, her kidney's fine, her thyroid's fine, there's no inflammation, and check her vitamin D. And then I did a food allergy. So I sure enough, I correct the vitamin D level. I correct the little inflammation she had. And then I gave her her food allergies. I said, take a picture of this, put it on your phone. Mm. You cannot eat these things. They're like poison to you. So she comes back to see me in a month. And guess what? 95% of her symptoms are gone. So in one visit, I fixed 95% of her symptoms. But what other doctors don't do that. No. You see? So I know how to quickly get to it because I understand how, what, what, when, where, and how, how the body works. And I'm learning every day more how the body works. So, so doctors, the new doctors that are coming up, they've got to understand how a person lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can eat inflammatory and allergenic foods. Okay. So like most allergenic and are wheat and Mm -hmm. dairy and sugar and soy, those kind of things are very allergenic to a lot of people. So like, even if you can't afford Hmm. Uh, to get an allergy test, it's a usually one-time thing you do in your whole life because, like, you pretty much have your aller- allergenic, uh, you know, predispositions very early. And so we know, like, so I tell people, if you can afford it, just avoid wheat and dairy, and let's see. I'll I'll see you in two weeks and see how you're doing. There you go. Because, what yeah, test wheat do you dairy, recommend? Sorry, go ahead. Well, I use I use the Meridian Valley uh, allergy testing. I've used probably. Half a dozen, half a dozen different ones, but mm-hmm. that's the one that's the most comprehensive. It includes spices and every fruit, every vegetable, dairy, goat. I mean, everything. Does so, it also do food sensitivity testing? And what are your thoughts yeah. on sensitivity testing versus you know, allergy sensi- testing? Yeah, well, it will tell me if you're mild, moderate, or completely. You got to avoid. Okay. So, um, and it's it's I love it because when the patient comes back, they're all better. Of course, of <laughs> so course. That, What's not to love? Test. What's not to love? Yeah. So, it, you know, and just like any new testing that comes out, well, I'll tell you how it works and how good it is when I see the patient back. And then when I get the results that we want, mm-hmm. which is a patient feeling good, mm-hmm. then, you know, I know we're on the right track. But for patients who don't maybe have a doctor, you know, you got to, the food is a lot of Franken food. There's a lot of GMO food. Now everything's coming out non-GMO. Even Centrum vitamin now is non-GMO. So now they're, everybody's aware of the GMO situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. GMO is genetically modified foods. So you got to understand that your food needs to be as clean and pure. And the best thing to do is grow your own foods. And that's what we're going to try to do to start teaching all of our patients how to have their own mini garden. Oh, fun. But, but, but you know, it, it's best to get away from Franken foods or foods that have been um, manipulated by mm-hmm. uh, scientists, et cetera, like that. Then wheat, I tell people, it's not the wheat that's so bad. It's the way the wheat has been hybridized. So like if you go, a lot of people say, well, I went to Europe and I ate wheat and it was perfectly fine, mm. but they they don't do what we do to our our food. Like 
So we, it's a problem. And then dairy, unfortunately, dairy has the growth hormone in it and the chemicals in it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it can be very, very inflammatory. So if people want to do any kind of dairy, they would use like whole cream that's not been touched, okay, or raw milk, all right? But um, it, it's it's dairy can be problematic in a lot of, I would say 30% of the population on allergy testing are mm. positive, you know, they're allergenic. And then, you know, you've got to get away from packaged foods. Like almost everything in a package is probably not okay for you. And even if you the organic read, stuff, even good brands like well, Simple Mills? Uh, what, no, but if you can read the ingredients and mm-hmm. understand them, then you're okay. Okay. So, like, for example, a lot of things have monosodium glutamate. That's right. Well, monosodium glutamate, there is, isn't anything more toxic. It is damaging to all of the neurons immediately. And everyone should look up all the foods that have monosodium glutamate. And I it goes under different even... names, right? They've exactly. they don't so, and, it out and anymore. It, mm-hmm. Exactly. And if it's a very small percentage of the total, I, I don't know if it's three percent or seven percent. If it's not any, if it's not more than seven percent, they don't even have to put it on the label. Now. That's what it is. That's why. Yes, mm-hmm. and that's why you have to use things that really, you know, or call the write the company. So make them responsible. That's make right. them responsible. So, um, but now, like when you go to a Chinese food place, they will say, we do not, absolutely, they put signs everywhere, we do not use monosodium glutamate, because people can literally die from having monosodium glutamate. That's right. So, so, um, but like if you eat eggs and an avocado for breakfast, there's no monosodium glutamate, right? That's right. If you use, you know, if you eat uh, sliced tomatoes with basil with olive oil and vinegar, and you have a four, six ounce chicken breast, and you eat asparagus, there's no monosodium glutamate. Do you see what I'm saying? Got it. So your your recommendation is, I think also what I'm hearing is, so it's no sugar, tried, no dairy, no wheat. Right. And um, be low on carbs. Am I hearing more of a ketone right. diet? Follow more well, of a ketone well, diet? Well, well, ketogenic is a good way of eating, okay? So ketogenic is you have plenty of fat, mm-hmm. moderate protein, so the average person somewhere between 45 and 60 grams and if you just now there's a gram counter for everything if you you know I remember when I was young I had to look up everything in the book how many mm-hmm. and we didn't have computers and and calorie things like they have now now everything mm-hmm. is so readily available mm-hmm. and then you always want to know the carb content so the carb content there's carbs in vegetables yes. and there's carbs in cookies and mm-hmm. then there's carbs in bread so those are all carbohydrates so you want things that have the lowest amount. So like you wouldn't even want to eat anymore. Let's just say if you're on just no cancer, no anything, you probably don't want to eat any more than 100 grams a day. Hmm. That's not that much. No, it isn't. But we know that the lower the sugar, the lower the carbohydrate, hmm. the more anti-aging, the more you preserve the mitochondria, which are the powerhouse engines in your cell that make energy the more immune enhancing your body will be. Interesting. Because, you know, rice. And I tell people, I'm just the messenger here. I'm just the messenger here. I'm just telling you how it works. Mm -hmm. And so people, you know, sometimes they don't want to hear what they really need to do. Mm -hmm. But I always tell people, you've got to try this and see how you feel. And if you feel better, 
then you know you're on the right track. That's right. So, so people many- just have to, you know, people mm-hmm. like long time ago, I remember when I was a little kid. Now, my, my, my parents, my mother was fanatic about what we ate. But our friends, they they ate, oh, my God, they ate that the not the mayonnaise but thousand island dressing mm. on their on their on their sandwiches and bologna mm. and cereal we didn't we never had cereal in our house ever so so cuz cereal's like eating a candy bar for breakfast even granola's like eating a candy bar for breakfast even though it's good made with you know oats and this grain and that grain and these nuts and everything but it's actually very sugary mm-hmm. very high carbohydrate um it's not a really great food if you have granola you're going to have two tablespoons and that's it that's all you're going to have but you got to make sure you can properly combine it because every time you eat sugar what happens you eat sugar your pancreas produces insulin Mm -hmm. insulin brings your sugar down so every time you call for the insulin it tells your body it's starving so if you keep your insulin levels low you're staying in a very, very human conservation state because your body's taking care of itself. If you're roller coastering all the time, high sugar, need insulin, high sugar, need insulin, high sugar, it tells your body you're starving and it creates chaos in the body. That's why the lower your insulin levels, the healthier you are. Got it. So you're really also preaching what a lot of other leading doctors are, oh, which is exactly. cut your carbs down. It's not just about the sugar anymore. It's really also about the carbs. Correct. Correct. What about the We amount- have to unlearn. We have to unlearn what we did when we were 10 and 20 and whatever yes. age we were. Yeah, yes. you got or to unlearn 30. that. Yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Or so. yesterday, whatever you did yesterday, unlearn. That's what this podcast is all about. So a high protein, no sugars. Um, not high protein. It, it's high fat moderate protein, low carbs. What would the ratios be like? Well, like I said, half half of the plate should be fat. So there's nine calories per gram of fat. So the average woman caloric intake is about 1,500, give or take. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 50% of her calories should be from fat. So fat would be coconut oil would be butter, real organic butter, ghee, and olive oil, avocados, and nuts. Those are the big, 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 big fats, okay? And then moderate protein, a woman, depending on this, you know, the height of a woman, anywhere from 45 grams to 60 grams, which is probably about four ounces. Just imagine the size of your hand every meal of protein, whether it's eggs, like personally I eat eggs in the morning, but not everybody can do eggs, but they can do turkey sausage or they can do bacon or mm-hmm. they can do, uh, you know, um, other kinds of protein. Fish. So mm-hmm. you could do it. Yeah, fish or chicken breast or something. And so so lunch and dinner, you don't eat high protein. Everybody eats too much protein, but you just eat enough that, you know, like I said, about the size of your hand. So a buffalo patty, uh, a lamb patty, a piece of lamb or lamb or turkey, those kinds of things. So when you do that, you're not if you eat like this, you are not hungry. Very true. And people, if you eat carbohydrates, you actually don't have cravings. Exactly. And now if you are 
uh, eating just carbs, you're hungry in about an hour because that's usually the amount of time of the cycle that it takes so for true. all that to take place. So you're hungry. So I personally used to eat years ago, 30 years ago, I used to eat a bagel for breakfast. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, I was hungry in one hour because a bagel came in, brought in the insulin, and then I crashed. Mm. So, and now when I, when I changed my eating, uh, and back then it was the zone with Barry Sears. That's right. In 72 hours, I was a different person. So now I've Incredible. refined it with more knowledge because that's what we have to do. It's something we eat every day. We should really know what we're eating, why we're eating, and what's it going to do for us. I mean, please. Absolutely. Everybody can turn their car into a, a food podcast. I mean, come on. It's just not that complicated. It, Very it's true. Not. We're, we, Very true. We are in the era of information, and there is no reason for there to be misconception, misunderstandings, because the information is plentiful compared to what we had when when we were young. So true. So true. And amazing doctors like you are writing books and Speaking exactly. on podcasts, so there's enough information. This. Exactly. There's enough Correct. information. Let's talk toxins, removing toxins. You mentioned that as the second strategy. What right. toxins well, and then so how funny. do you remove did, them? Every single person in my clinic detoxifies, every single person. If they come in here for a physical, if they come in here for cancer, heart disease, whatever their diagnosis, every single person detoxes. But people always ask me, so you think I'm toxic? And I go, there isn't a person on person on the planet that doesn't have toxicity. We're all, whatever's going on in Africa happens here. Whatever's going on in China happens oh, here so because true. there's not a wall holding down the toxins that they use in China, correct? Oh, so so all those toxins come here just like the radiation from Fukushima is still coming here. People don't even know that, but it's terrible. It's, it's written all, it's all over the Internet. You can read it on your own. You have to just say, okay, I need to know about it and be aware of it and what to do about it. But but toxins are part of your everyday life. Just wake from the time you wake up, think about it. Mm-hmm. What kind of sheets? What mm-hmm. kind of sheets did you sleep in? Mm-hmm. What kind of bed did you sleep in? Like I personally sleep on organic mattress. I will sleep on organic sheets. So I have everything. I use non-toxic uh, uh, things to wash my um, to wash my. Uh, um, my laundry okay mm-hmm. so i know because i'm sleeping a third of my life it's going to be great it's going to be great however i sleep mm-hmm. so you've got to invest in how you sleep and the environment that you sleep in i turn off the electricity to my bedroom every night so there, there's no electrical output to myself when i sleep mm-hmm. so i have a non-toxic environment for eight hours I have organic sheets, organic bed, no metal at all in my box springs, mm. and no electricity. Wow. Then when I wake up, I drink 10 ounces of organic green juice with 10 ounces of purified water. That's the first thing I do. Then I wake up and I go to my shower, which has a shower filter on. I have pure organic French milled soap mm. and I have organic cleanser for my hair and everything that I use, okay, for my hair and my conditioner. 
with no parabens and all the other kind of stuff, no additives, no chemicals, right? Mm -hmm. The lotion I put on is coconut oil on my body afterwards. I brush my teeth with non-toxic toothpaste that has no fluoride. Mm. So, uh, but I do all that. That doesn't, it doesn't cost me more. Doesn't cost me anything more. You got to buy soap for your laundry. You got to buy toothpaste. I mean, none of this costs any more because you got to buy it one way or another. So you might as well buy non-toxic stuff. So everybody can buy non-toxic stuff and it's readily available all over the planet and every day becoming more and more and more abundant. Everything I put on my face, I use rose toner as from rose petals on my face. I use rose oil around my eyes. I, I use non-toxic makeup. Okay, mm-hmm. so everything I use does not have chemicals and they have the same philosophy that I do. Mm. When you do things, you need to say, how is it helping me and how is it helping the planet? Yes. So you, if you eat out of drink out of plastic water bottles, you're destroying yourself and the planet because the planet cannot biodegrade plastic water bottles. So true. I don't have any plastic water bottles in my house or in my office. And I haven't had that for ye- for 30 years. I haven't had it because this information came out long, 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 long time ago. And but of course, they've done special CNN's done special National Geographic done. Spe- I mean, there's gyms now that don't allow you to bring in plastic around here. Mm-hmm. They, you cannot go in at the plastic water bottle. You must bring a glass water bottle. So because you're respecting yourself, you're respecting the other people because you're respecting the planet. I love it. I love it. OK, what else can we do to actively remove toxins from the body. Okay. Number one, avoidance. Yes. Number two, infrared sauna or detox baths. Infrared saunas have been around for years. They have absolutely scientific documentation how sweating is one of the most effective forms for detox. Everybody can Google that. I mean, we will later on, we'll go into more detail, but for this right now, mm-hmm. I'll just say sweating and infrared sweating is better than just sweating in a steam room or sweating in an exercise program. Then the other thing I tell people, if you don't have an infrared sauna, I give them a recipe for detox baths, which is Epsom salts and baking soda and clay. And I have them do that a couple of times a week. The other thing they can do easily is skin brushing Mm -hmm. from the feet up. They start with the feet up and work towards the heart. The other thing, I always have my patients do a liver cleanse. There's lots of different recipes for mm-hmm. liver cleanse. I have one that I've been using for years. And then I have a juice one when people don't want to do a liver flush. And then I have patients also do coffee enemas. Coffee enemas have been around for 100 years. They were part of the Merck Manual years ago. And they're very easy to do. And people swear, once they start doing them, they swear by them. So our patients, and then a lot of times I will have my patients do a 21-day purification program, which is a green drink I put them on with a protein powder with fiber pills and detox pills. So I'll have them start their cleanse usually with that. I tell people detoxification, again, is a process. Everything's a process. Everything I'm talking about, you're not going to do today. I didn't get rid of all my plastics on my house in one day. It was a process of Mm -hmm. weeding out things, affording the right things, 
And I did it in a process. And I'm always refining things because the more I learn and the more I know, the better I can help patients, right? Because there's always something new and a new idea. So I, that's what I do. And that's why I, my whole goal is to educate and empower people to live the best life possible. Because if they're living the best life possible, the world's going to be a more beautiful, magical place to live. Couldn't agree more with you there. What about supplements? There's some debate. So are they good? Are they just expensive yeah. pee? Well, that's what I said. So remember I told you I measure everyone's supplement level so I know what you need and what you don't need. It's all very scientifically validated through testing. So I use several different laboratories to test your nutrients. And I tell people, don't waste money on supplements if you don't need them. I will tell you that 99% of the patients that do come in here are deficient in vitamin D. So vitamin D and omegas are probably the two most important things that everyone should take every single day. So vitamin D and omegas. Omegas are, are the omega-3s. And there's all different varieties. I do use a lot. A lot of times I use a vegetarian with 10 different oils in my omega-3 supplement. But And the reason why that's important is every cell in your body Mm -hmm. has a membrane. Mm -hmm. That membrane is made up of oils. So what happens on the membrane? There's over 30,000 receptor sites on the membrane. So if you take oils, you're doing an oil change on your body every single day so that the receptor sites can do what they need to do with the cell on a nanosecond by nanosecond basis. So those happen to be the most inexpensive supplements you can take. But then if I need to know, I do a very, very elaborate nutritional assessment. Like I said, insurance covers these testing So I know what to give patients. So I don't give patients something they don't need. I go over every single person's test and show them what they need and then what it's for. So it's not expensive pee anymore. That's good to know. That's good to know. And it's good to know that there's a way to test. And what nutritional panel do you do to test so we know what we're deficient in and, and what we really don't need to supplement? Well, no. Well, mine check everything. Everything okay, got from it. the vitamins, the minerals, the antioxidants, the gut, the heavy metals, everything. I, I mean, it's everything. The panoramic. And which test do you like? I, I use the NutriEvalve okay. test. Okay. And so, uh, you know, any doctor can do it. There are There is another one called the Ion Panel mm-hmm. done by, I think, Metametrics. So, um, but it's... It's amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about get moving and get well. What do you mean by get moving? How much movement, what frequency, and how does it help? Well, we know that people, the sitting is the new smoking, right? Yes. And and so we know that uh, people are sitting way too much because they don't have to get up to do anything. They have remote control, facts, drive-through, everything. So people... People, and they're addicted to their phones, they're addicted to their computers, but we have 800 muscles for a reason. One, exercise improves the immune system. Your lymphatics, which was responsible for moving the the garbage from your body, are stimulated. 
You in, more importantly, you increase your oxygen to your cells. What are your what happens when you don't have enough oxygen? Cancer is a perfect um a perfect uh you know a place for no oxygen, okay? Mhm. So you need to get oxygen. It brings down your sugar levels. It makes happy hormones. It helps you remove the toxins. Uh, it, it helps the clumping not be in your body. It helps with stress reduction. It helps with your digestive process. It helps with sleep because you've exercised, you sleep better, and you reduce inflammation. That's a so lot of benefits. If that's not enough, it's, it's tremendous. So I tell people, if you don't, I said, if you sit at a computer, if you sit in a computer, you you need to get up from your computer every hour on the hour for five minutes. You will be a way more productive person and your circulation will work. Everything will work better. Yeah, that sounds, that's definitely sounds great. And it's clearly something I think we all need to do. And that goes back to lifestyle redesign. How do you incorporate movement into your daily life? And I like your suggestion of even if you're sitting on the computer, put on a timer, put on an alarm. Get yeah, every hour on the walk. hour. Every exactly. hour on the hour. There you go. Get up, go for a walk, climb steps up and down. Frankly, the other podcasts talk a lot about go out in the open, right? Go out yeah. in the open for five minutes. Go sit in the sun for five minutes every hour on Correct. the hour. Especially Correct. for those people who are working. I know there's a great recommendation some folks have been making, which is go for walking meetings. So don't have a meeting inside. Don't sit right. and meet. Walk and meet. Walk and talk. And if all companies started doing that as part of their corporate culture, I think we could make a huge difference in the health of the employees. So hopefully there's some folks out there, some CEOs listening to this going, yeah, let's do that. Let's, let's make walk and talk part of our corporate culture. And that, that should help uh, meet the movement needs that are critical for health as well. What about, what about stress? So one of the challenges I think we all face is stress. Some stress is real. Some, I think, is just part of the culture that we live in. We've just made the word stress a common word that's just thrown around, whereas it used to be that unless you were faced by a lion, you really shouldn't be stressed. And, you know, there's no lions around. What, right. Well, what people are under more stress than ever because we've developed a society where people don't connect within each other anymore. Before we know that the most successful strategy for living a good life is to be connected with other human beings. And because of cell phones, because of text, because of email, because of our society, no one talks and hugs and kisses each other anymore. Mm. And so that's created a very serious illness of isolationism. And isolationism will, will really kills people and challenges people. The second thing is there's a constant, constant, constant input of information and negative news, negative news, negative news, negative mm, news all so the time. And so you, even if you're you're indirectly affected by it, even if you don't listen to it, you're indirectly affected. And then you hear about every killing of everything, plane crashes, ISIS, policemen getting killed, parents killing their kids. It's just a constant, constant 
output of, of negative, negative, negative information. There's never a constant output of beautiful things that are done and beautiful things people do all the time. So, so there's a constant stress all the time, and that's why disease is so high because there is the lack of there's a lack of love, harmony, peace in the environment. Period. Okay, and then um, uh, people, we're not doing things to counteract all of the stress. So, you know, we can do everything from a hot bath to yoga to qigong to meditation. So, everybody really, really, really needs to do meditation uh, of some sort. I would just go to the meditation apps mm-hmm. and download one that you would resonate with you. A lot of them are do it. You, it just, you listen to something auditorily and it puts your brain in a Zen monk stage. So I would highly recommend that everybody do 15 minutes. If they don't do 15 minutes, go sit in your car and do five and then do five later on and then five before you go to bed. But something like that, because make it easy, download it, you know, whatever you, you know, there's lots of different ones. I personally use a few of them that I tell my patients to do mm-hmm. um, that have lots of science behind them. One of them is called Heart Math. Another mm-hmm. one is called Holosync. And the other one is called Whole Tones. And they all are different, but they all are outrageously beneficial. So everyone would be benef- benefited. Don't hold on to grudges. Don't mm. don't be mean. Mm-hmm. Be loving and considerate. If someone wants to get into when you're driving, let them in. <laughs> don't fight with someone and don't give the finger to someone. You're destroying yourself and the other person. So people need to practice love. Love covers all faults. Oh, you're so right. I think there's so much anger out there. And Outrageous. Beyond just, anything. It is. And I think that's partly why we're all so sick and fat. There is so much anger and it's coming from so many avenues, from the frustrations at home to, like you said, just not enough hugging, not enough beautiful words being spoken. And the media is all nasty. You put on television on any channel and it's all bad. It's people dying and upset and angry and people being shot. And so what do you recommend in terms of how do you go from here to there, right? How do you go from where you are today? A lot of anger, but that's because it's being fed by a lot of distressing signals externally and internally. And how do you go to a place of peace? I know you've mentioned meditation, which is to me personally, a no brainer. I always say, don't leave your bedroom until you've meditated. It could be something as simple as sitting in your bed, Don't even leave your bed. Get up in the morning, stay seated, and just for five minutes, say one word that you love. Like, just focus on one word. It could be love. You know, I used to say heal. I would just sit there and go, heal. I'm healing. I'm healing. That's meditation, too. I think a lot of people think meditation is woo-woo, and you've got to put certain music on and wear certain clothes. No, no, exactly. No, it's not like that. First of all, there's so many meditation apps for free. So there's no excuse and there's more cell phones than there are people. So there's no reason for anyone could do it under any circumstance. And then second of all, people have to change. Mm -hmm. People must change. Mm -hmm. You have to make a decision and it's got to be your intention to love yourself and love others. Yes. Period. Yes. It's very simple. Yes. And get in an attitude of gratitude. 
Think about all day the things that you can be thankful for. I'm talking about, I am so thankful when I get in bed and I have pillows and I have sheets and I have a bed. The simple, simple, simple little things and then I get to drink green green juice in the morning and I get to drink great purified water and I get to do few things that I totally enjoy and love for my life to make it the best it can be. So, and I think of just the teeniest, tiniest little things that make life great. And so I go on hikes and I go, gosh, I am so privileged that I get to do this. Yes. So I get to enjoy this nature. I get to enjoy this view. I get to enjoy seeing beautiful plants. So, and and say hi to people on the hike, you know, engage in conversation with them, make new friends. Like I, that's what I do all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, but like, you know, we're, cause we're, you know, who knows what, who you're going to meet and what, what purpose they're going to serve in your life. And people, all people are like, no, I'm in my own little world, doing my own little thing. And people don't care. I dare, I dare people to care. I dare people to care about themselves and someone else. Love it. It starts with that, right? It starts with caring. Yes. You have to care yeah. about yeah. yourself and people first. don't care today, though. They don't. They don't. There is this sense of apathy, and it spills into everything. They don't care about the environment as much as they should, or we don't care as much as we should. Right. Um, and right. certainly not as much about ourselves as we should. These are really, really great insights. What about immune system? Because at the end of the day, if your immune system's not strong, that's when the door gets opened and the window gets opened and things come in. Right. Well, one thing that I think is the biggest problem, and I talk about it in my book, is about sleep. Uh, sleep, sleep is a third of your life, and you're you're. I know it seems like go- such a waste. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Sleep is when all regeneration and healing takes place. All regeneration and healing and detoxification of your body takes place. And it is your body's front line of the immune system are the natural killer cells. And melatonin is made at night, and that is cell killing. It's an anti, anti, uh, antioxidant. Mm. So it's getting rid of the chemicals in the body. If you don't sleep, you're going to have inflammation and high cortisol. You're going to, have, you're going to gain weight. And like people, all these people who who uh, gain weight, they're not sleeping because they're only sleeping, you know, a few hours a night. Most people, 50% of the population really doesn't sleep that well. So, and then how are you going to detox if you don't sleep? Mm-hmm. So, um, so sleep is the most powerful restorative, generate, regenerative thing to do. And so you've got to make sure whatever you have to do, I don't use medications to sleep because medications um, will interfere with, with, the, the deep sleep that you need and it will also suppress your immune system it su- suppresses the production of GCMAP which is the main director of your immune system so you can't you know you have to be very careful about using medications mm-hmm. as uh, adjunctive now I might I might use it on an emergency basis but not for the for the you know routine practice of chronic sleep disorder so there's lots of beautiful supplements out there like 5-HTP and melatonin and tryptophan and GABA and phosphatidylserine and melatonin. So people can 
find the right cocktail or the right uh, natural substance to help them sleep. And one of the biggest things that interferes with your sleep is the electrosmog, which is the area of toxins. And that's why I turn off all the electricity to my bedroom because I get rid of all the electrosmog. So if you don't know anything about electrosmog, I highly recommend that you Google electrosmog so you fully, fully understand because it's not, none of this stuff is in the news, none of it. And so don't count on the news or the newspapers or magazines to give you this invaluable um, understanding of health secrets. It's not going to be there. So we've got to take it upon ourselves to change the world by empowering the grassroots of the universe. Couldn't agree more. Let's talk about your 14-day anti-cancer wellness plan as well as your seven-day juicing detoxification program. What can you share with us about what could someone accomplish in those 14 days and what does it entail? Well, I put the 14 day because we're talking about cancer. All right. So 14 days is, you know, like when you wake up, can you, uh, you know, and I tell people, if you don't get all this stuff, don't, don't feel bad. Like ideally, if I had a cancer patient, I want them when they wake up, do oil pulling. Okay, oil mm-hmm. pull them as you put a tablespoon of coconut oil on, on your mouth and keep it in there for five to ten minutes if you can and um, uh, spit it out. Mm-hmm. Then go drink Then go drink a green juice or lemon water or a green powder. There's so many green powders that are very inexpensive now, but put, you know, lemon. And then um, if you if you have cancer, usually I always have my patients try to do a coffee enema. Then, you know, um, you got to find time. You, you should write a schedule so you can figure it out. Everyone needs, no matter what you have, everyone needs to find time to do some exercise and meditation. So meditation is right before you go to bed, you know, just lay down, listen to a, a meditation app. If you can get any kind of, incorporate walking in your day, get one of those um, get one of those pedometer things that tell you how many mm-hmm. steps you're walking. Ideally, you want to get about 10,000 steps in. Just every chance you get, go walk. Instead of using email and instead of using the intercom system, go walk. That's what I do in my office because my office is big. So I don't. I, I go and talk to people. I go and connect with people. I don't use email or intercom to go talk to somebody. Mm. And then you got to figure out, okay, what, what? Give me. I need some ideas on what to eat. Well, we already talked about eggs and and bacon, and but you got to buy the really really good bacon. Mm-hmm. And you know you got to get a fat, so you could be, you know, uh, just plain old avocados. Just have avocados readily available. I put them in my refrigerator, so I take one to get ripe, and then I keep them all ready, so I don't I don't lose any of my avocados. You can have, you know, ground turkey. You can have chicken turkey sausage. You can have a chicken pet and, and do that. And we have, I have, we have beautiful recipes in the book that kind of help you give you the good ideas of, of how to set up your thing. And then just write a daily plan. And if you don't get it all done, don't get upset with yourself. That does not, that's counter to productive to healing. And so you, you say, okay, because, the first thing you should do anyway every morning is drink 16 ounces of purified water because 
You were on a fast. If you were slept for eight hours, your mm-hmm. body was on a fast. So the first thing to accelerate all the bodily functions is to drink 16 ounces of pure water. You have to invest in a purification system because that is just what you have to do. You can buy green powders on sale. You can buy barley greens. All those things are very, very inexpensive if you don't do fresh juicing. So I recommend that because it has a lot of veggies and things that you may not be eating and you know you're going to be getting in veggies if you do that. Uh, before you get out of bed, I always tell people, think about what you're thankful for. Already program your day, your mind, your body, that it's going to be great and awesome today. Beautiful words of wisdom. How can someone not heal following all these fabulous insights that you've shared so what have you seen success-wise with all of these wonderful remedies and practices that you've implemented for patients in your clinics? What kind of success rate do you see for what kinds of cancers? Well, cancer for patients, first of all, unfortunately, we get a lot of patients who've already done lots of surgery, chemo, and or radiation. So they're beat up before they even come here because we do know that if you do surgery, it's every very immuno, emotional, psychologically destructive to the body. Mm-hmm. We know that. Okay. So we if our patients need surgery, we repair the we prepare the body two weeks before and then we prepare them at, we get the body ready after for accelerated healing. So we do some we do things very, very differently in our office. But when we get so many broken patients who are in very serious distress with their medical problems, we've got to start from the matrix. The matrix is what's going on with the biochemistry and the bioenergy of the body. So we do complete blood testing, nutritional testing, and then everything that we do at our office, every single thing that we do, lifts the energy and the body up, okay? Nothing that we do has negative side effects, nothing. Mm-hmm. It all is to enhance the energy of the body. I tell everyone we're biochemical, bioenergetic, spiritual beings. And so we've got to feed the energy our body. So we do different procedures. So we do the PMF. We may do specialty IVs. We may have you do hyperbaric oxygen. Because like as I said before, we, our patients have been really, really, really challenged by surgery, chemo, and radiation severely. We always do emotional healing with all of our patients. Every single patient that we have, we do emotional healing. I'm talking about cancer mm-hmm. because there's a, we know there's an emotional conflict and barrier. I just got back from teaching in Dallas over the weekend, and every single doctor, the overwhelming, resounding, resounding message with every single person that spoke was that it begins and ends with emotional peace and breaking all emotional barriers. So a lot of people don't know what their emotional barriers are. That's why we do the kinds of things that we do in our clinic to accelerate that process. Because if you just go to a therapist, they may take 12 visits to figure out where your problem is. Mm-hmm. But we want to we want to find out immediately. So the the unique testing that we do now, it tells you and then we 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 unravel and reframe that unfavorable perception. So it's remarkable, you know, um, and when you come and visit, you'll see. And so, um, but I would tell you that would be 
where I begin and end with a patient. And so because we are a compilation of our parents and four generations prior. Mm -hmm. So we may not even know, uh, but like if you've ever met anyone who was in a concentration camp, they've never gotten over the concentration camp. That's right. They need they need lots and lots and lots of work and intervention. So um, that's probably one of the worst case scenarios or child abuse. Child abuse takes a lot of unraveling uh, to heal patients because it's a very, very outrageously extreme violation of the spirit. So, so it's, uh, uh, you know, people who face near death experiences, people, I mean, there's all kinds of conflicts, but we've got to discover them and resolve them as soon as possible. And it is possible. Absolutely. Do you see percentage wise, do 50% of patients heal? What numbers well, I do you tell see? You, I'll tell you who heals. Mm-hmm. The happiest people. Mm. We have meetings with our doctors every week, and we all talk. The happy people, no matter what they have, heal beautifully. Heal phenomenally. The people who are complainers and people who are negative or people who haven't dealt with their emotions a lot more work to heal. So um, our patients, and, and, you know, we deal with everything from pre-cancer to stage four cancer. So you can't put everyone in that group, Rena. It's, it's impossible. You know, mm-hmm. it really, really isn't. It, it's really impossible. Okay. So, uh, but I had, for example, I had a stage four prostate cancer yesterday, and I have a whole bunch of those. And they, they've been alive. Uh, the guy I had last night, he's 76. He's been seeing me for a while. He's been stage four for 15 years. Well, wow. they don't live that long. Okay. So a lot of our stage four So that's four success. So yeah, that's extreme. A, we have a lot exactly. of that. I would say a lot of Exactly. That. Because I tell people, taking care of cancer patients is like playing chess on the most intense level that you could possibly imagine. And trying to get in checkmate all the time, every move. We've learned so much from you today. In parting, what would be the one mandatory must-do advice that you have for those who are listening today that do have cancer? Is remove all fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. And know what is going on. So you're in the know and a doctor fully explains to you what you have, what you need to do to get out of it. But don't just don't just go see a regular conventional doctor. You must go to a doctor who analyzes and understands all the mechanisms that are involved as far as emotion, as far as nutrients, as far as detox, as far as all these things, because all these things matter, okay? Mm -hmm. And then decide that you are going to be victorious over your problem. You're going to make that decision in an affirmative way. Brilliant advice. If you have cancer... You've got some wonderful advice on what you need to do next. Dr. Keneally, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your amazing work in helping cancer patients get better. 
and for those who don't have cancer, prevent cancer from occurring in their bodies. Thank you again for your time and for everything that you do. Thank you. You're welcome. That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.